0: We welcome you to the Romantic Truth Podcast. The content of this podcast is intended for an adult audience due to the nature of sensitive subject matter and topics. Share the experience of Romantic Truth with friends on Google, CastBox, Spotify, Podcast Addict, Radio Public, Breakers, Apple, or any other podcast platform. Just type in Romantic Truth in the search and subscribe. Now, here is the host of Romantic Truth, Jowson.
1: Hi everyone, Johnson with you here, and what we're going to do now, excuse me, almost fell out of my chair, we're going to talk about certain standards. Now, when we talk about standards, one of the reasons why we establish standards up and first in most relationships is because we want to protect ourselves. So, we're going to talk about 10 fundamental standards that should be in your repertoire. Now, I always tell you, three to five, right? Well, one of those should always involve a no-tolerance policy. Not a no-acceptance policy, but a no-tolerance policy of abuse, Now, there are 10 forms of abuse that people will usually display with an individual in the relationship. Let's look at some of them. The first, of course, is verbal abuse. Name called. Uh, Things that they may use to demean you, defame you, berate you. You don't have to tolerate that. Make this abundantly clear to the parties before you get involved in a relationship. <clears throat> you want to have that as a standard. Now, none of these should be unchecked. What I mean is they may do it one time and apologize. One time is one time too many. You let them notice in the beginning before you guys even start. And some people will try to test you with this, especially abusers. They will try to go forward and see if they can get away with something. Now, the next one, of course, is emotional abuse. You may be conscious about your physical presence. Uh, Maybe you feel as though you're too fat or something of that sort. Well, if that individual uses that as leverage to lower your self-esteem or to make you feel worse about yourself, don't get involved. Even if they claim that they're joking, this is something you take seriously. They're going to say you're too sensitive. Most people who are insensitive will say you're too sensitive so they can still have their weight because they're comfortable with demeaning and berating people. Don't allow that to happen to you. The next abuse, of course, is sexual abuse. Now... This may take the form of you guys are starting to date early on and you're not ready to have sex with him or he's not ready to have sex with you ladies and you're still trying to get to know each other and this person just takes it upon himself to start groping and to start fondling and you're not ready for it. You don't need to deal with that. He blew it. If he tried, he blew it. But by letting him know this up front before you guys even get started, it establishes a precedent. So it's on him if he doesn't apply. The other one is physical abuse. This is the one that's kind of overlooked by many women. Some men too. Keep your hands to yourself. This means don't let this man grab you by your arm and swing you around like he's going to tell you something or do something. By the same token, ladies, don't slap a man. Keep your hands to yourself on both occasions. Do not let this go unchecked. You're there to be his partner. He's there to be your partner. Therefore, this shouldn't even be an issue. if it ever becomes an issue, only one time on anything, that's it. End it all. Even if he gestures, that's enough. Financial abuse. Now, how is this? You start dating someone. I'll give you an example. A guy lies to you and says he forgot his wallet. You take him out on a date, you pay for the date. And then you discover that he has money, but he values his money more than yours. That's the reason why he had you spend yours. Fellas, same thing applies to you with this. Now, here's the thing. These people will usually try to borrow money from you early in the relationship and swear that they'll pay you back. Uh Uh-uh. This goes on more commonly than you think. A friend of mine was messing around with this one lady and she always needed money. And at first he was being very uh, generous with her. And so, she borrowed, I think, something like $500 for her rent from him one time and told him that she was going to pay him back on payday. There was only one problem with that promise. She had lost her job a month prior. The date came around where he was supposed to collect the money. She didn't have it. Well, of course, what she tried to do was pay it off in sex, He didn't want to hear it. So he was done with the relationship. A couple of months later, she called him up asked him what his cash app was and sent him the $500. He was shocked and surprised. And at the bottom of the correspondence, it had an OnlyFans page. He clicked on it. Well, of course, it had the cost of what it would be for a monthly subscription at $50 a month. So, technically, she had the money all the time. She just chose to pay him when she thought it was fit. You have people who will do these kind of things. In the initial stages of a relationship no one should be borrowing money from anyone. Plain and simple. If you're in financial dire straits in the beginning of the relationship you need to put it out there at the beginning. Not let it fester for a few weeks and then tell him oh by the way I, I gotta have my car payment. I don't know what I'm gonna do. Or you try to make it out of a crisis where he will have to Respond, or she will have to respond the answer is no and don't feel guilty about saying no and if they lose the card don't let them blame that on you and don't let them shame you and make you feel guilty about it that's their irresponsibility not yours reputational abuse what is reputational abuse you start going out with this person and they go on social media and they start defaming you you guys may have had sex and they try to use revenge porn or things of that matter all of these are things that you could take them to court for now want to establish these things very clearly to them, you can let them listen to the podcast so they will understand that these are not things that are acceptable by any stretch for both men and women. So ladies, you need to watch when you go on social media and you're mad at him for whatever reason. Talk about he has a little penis or he's gay or something of that sort As if that's a derogatory thing. You need to come off of that because they can wind you up in court. The next thing, mental abuse. This is tough. This is when you know you're being gaslighted, know you're being lied to, know you're being manipulated. this is where many people will think they're going crazy because that's what the person that's what the person wants to give you the illusion of even though you caught them red handed at something they're going to swear up and down oh you're crazy no you're not crazy you saw what you saw you witnessed what you witnessed don't lie to yourself in order to make yourself feel better to stay with them you're being manipulated you need to go this person is toxic for you at that point. Habitational abuse. Habitational abuse is rare, but it does happen. Take, for instance, you live in Nebraska. You meet a guy in Washington State. He tells you, oh, come on up. I got everything taken care of. And you relocate to Washington State to be with this person. And when you get there, You find out that he's a squatter or he's renting a room and he's behind and you were in a better situation where you were than where you're going with him. Be mindful of this. This is a form of abuse, form of deception. If what he presented to you is not exactly what met your expectations you really have to think about this this is why I tell many of you men and women I don't care if you own a farm with one pig it's yours keep it don't give it up for someone that you've met who's given you all these promises always look out for this especially if you're in long distance relationships to tell you one thing, you get there and then you get there and then you're out on the streets. There have been situations that I've heard of where a person relocated to Los Angeles and they found that they were incompatible. Well, the person that brought them out to LA kicked them out of the house. And so the person had to scrounge up money from parents and friends in order to get back home this can happen so you want to make sure you have a plan B if you ever talk about relocating but you want to establish this up front as some of the things you're not going to tolerate and the next one is familial What is familial abuse? This is when, for instance, if you have kids, and what they will try to do is to manipulate the kids against you as the parent. This is a measure people will use for control. They will try to get in, turn the kids against you, and then they wind up with more influence in the relationship talk to them about this make it abundantly clear that everything that's associated with your children has to go through you first before anything can be implemented very important very important And then the last one, object abuse. This has to do with property. People breaking things, throwing things around, putting up this through walls and doors and that kind of stuff. These are standards that you have to establish under the category of abuse so that in this way this person knows you don't come in damaging my property that includes automobiles that includes all of this to behave and conduct yourself in an orderly manner where you can be respected and I can respect you and we can respect each other folks I will tell you When you have these things structured and laid out like this, even though it seems like a lot, what you're actually doing is putting yourself in a better position to handle and preempt a lot of drama and a lot of things that are unnecessary for you to go forward in a relationship. These standards are a little bit more descriptive so that you'll have a better outlook because what we usually do we keep all this stuff in our heads and we don't say anything and then we'll have an aha moment well in this way this is to make you more cognitive more aware of what's actually occurring and explain to them you have zero tolerance for abuse and when they see that it's defined the way you have defined it in these ten categories they understand then that that's an unacceptable practice in dealing with you in a relationship this is the first standard that's established or in a moment Usually I would tell you to select standards based on three to five criteria. However, you can expand it beyond five, but you want to keep it in moderation so that you don't get too far out there with your standards. Let's talk about some of these standards that you may want to consider. And it's up to your discretion. The first one. I would really focus on is emotional availability the reason being many people are not really ready for relationships even though they're on dating sites even though they got everything plastered all over the page they're not really ready they may say they're ready but emotionally they're not so you want to vet this person to make sure that they're actually looking for a relationship and not just a convenient situation where they can have some fun or frolic, you know, party or whatever. The next thing you wanna check is that person's marital status. A good rule of thumb is avoid married people and avoid separated people. Treat married and separated people the same because they both have a contract between someone else and them. So, if you're single, your choices are single, divorce, and widow. With single being the number one choice, divorce being secondary, and widowed being third. The reason being is based on compatibility and familiarity. A divorced person and yourself may have two different perspectives. You and a widowed person being single may have something that's totally different as far as perspectives because they have the experience that you don't in many cases. All right. Then we'll have to look at the relationship type. Now, words are the wise. The more other options you have available, take message, you check all the boxes of the relationship types you want. The more you select, the least selective are you. In other words, yes, you'll have a whole bunch of matches, but guess what you won't have? You won't have the people that are specifically looking for long-term relationships. So what you'll have to do is wade through not only the people looking for long-term relationships, but people looking for hookups and everything else. So you want to be more specific. Designate your profile. Searching for one type of relationship, whether it's long-term, short-term, hookup, family's benefits, casual dating, whatever it is. But only check one box. It helps you out, thins out the crowd a little bit. All right, let's talk about relationship category. Do you want monogamous, polyamorous, non-monogamous, open? You want to be specific about what you want. Because all of these are standards you're setting for yourself, for you and your partner. So in other words, the standards that you're setting for your partner should be the standards that you meet already. Not that you hope to meet, that you would like to meet, but the standards you are meeting already. All right. Let's go on here. Gender. This is very important in this day and age, being that people have different types of gender classifications. So you want to specify the gender you are and the gender you desire, whatever that may be. And there are a lot of them to choose from now. All right. When it comes down to sexual orientation again they have a lot of different designations for sexual orientation I would strongly advise you to choose one same thing with gender just choose one people take you seriously when you can make a singular selection or judgment okay let's go on here race now here you could diversify if you choose to. You could put down doesn't matter, not important if you want, you know, a larger span of people or you could be specific for whatever race you so desire. It's up to your discretion. Now, there are some people that may contact you and may feel as though you're racist because you didn't choose them because they may be of a different race and you may not want to date someone in it. Particular racial group for whatever reason. It could be cultural differences, racial differences, it could be a social burden on you, that kind of thing. You're not racist. You have just made a choice, a preference. And sometimes people will think that sometimes the legislation should go into the hearts and minds of men and women, and it doesn't. No one can legislate who you love or who you would prefer to be with when it comes to dating. It's just the way it is. All right. Let's see. Let's go down here to geography. This is a deal breaker for most women. Usually, women do not like going out of an area of about 10 miles when it comes down to being with a boyfriend or having a significant other. They want someone that they can go to the bank to with, work with, and kind of... Being at general proximity so they don't have to do a lot of driving all over creation. They want somebody that's kind of close by where it's not so much of a burden for them to visit or see that person. When it comes down to that, women are creatures of comfort. They prefer a closer situation. Another thing that's vital is age range. Be specific about the people that you would like to date within a age range and be pretty much on the mark with this. On average, women usually go no more than five years their senior. Men, when it comes down to older women, three to five years. Now, ten years, that's a stretch. Some go even further than that. It depends on what you're comfortable with. But understand they're judging you by what they think you know about yourself. That's the reason why you set these standards and these requirements for yourself. Because they're looking at you as being the captain of your own destiny. So you know where you're going with this. They don't. They're just following. Okay. The other thing we want to look at is, and the last one, is criminal and legal history this is vital. Now, the reason why this is so vital is one thing. If you get in a relationship with this person, whomever they are, if there are any kind of legal issues, and you will have to interact with them and talk to them about this and about the emotional availability and the marital status, those are three points in geography as well. And the reason why you want to talk to them about the criminal history, legal history, that kind of thing, and true enough, they're under no obligation to tell you. It would be nice if they told the truth up front. The reason why I say this, you get involved with them. Take a you start dating them, okay? And you're dating them you're going into your sixth or seventh month of dating. You guys decide to go and buy something together. And then you realize that this person has a court date because they're still going through a divorce and they have not finished up so now everything that you've acquired with that person is considered community property and basically what would happen is you'll get half of the value of it more than likely in court and he has to take his half and split it with the spouse so you want some clarification on any kind of legal situation that that person may be dealing with at any given time. You hopefully will have that person tell you the truth up front. Most people are pretty honest about this. This is one of the difficulties you may have with people who say they're divorced or separated and people who lie and say that they're separated or divorced in their marriage. This is the reason why you want to have a heart-to-heart with them about this and find out the details so you'll know what you're getting into. I was reading an article. This was about two years ago. This man had fallen in love with this woman in North Carolina. But the problem was, this woman was out on bail for attempted murder. He didn't know it at the time and she didn't let on to him that this situation was going on. He had just moved to the States, so he really didn't know some of the things that were going on there. And he had met this woman on a dating site. Well, it was kind of odd for him because he said that they had been dating for about a week and a half. Her trial was coming up soon, but he didn't know it at the time. And he said that the relationship went from zero to 60 in no time, where she was sleeping with them, and it was like sex, 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 sex. And then one day, she didn't show up at his place like she normally would. And he was concerned about that. And he went to check on her. And her parents, because she was living with her parents at the time, they had bailed her out. They told her, told him that, no, you know, she's going to court. And so he's finding all of this out second hand from the family she got convicted and she had to do time and throughout that whole time he never once knew that she was in the trouble she was in when he finally went to the jail to see her he found out that if she would have told him he wouldn't have never wanted to be with her so that's the reason why she didn't tell him because she knew that it would be a long time before she'd be with someone else again and she didn't want to have to go through all of the red tape of telling him all the things that were going on in her life so this is the reason why you want to make sure that you have some clarity on this very important because this can affect your personal life it can affect your finances it can affect a lot of things so you have to have these standards in place see the reason why most people get abused and used in relationships is because they don't have standards and when they don't have those standards guess who else takes advantage of them besides the person they're in love with the person who quote unquote so calledly loves them family members and friends they do the same thing just to give you a case in point The lady that broke me, who was having problems because she was taking care of a sick parent, and the husband refused to help her out. He wanted Mom, basically, to go into a nursing home. Well, she had other siblings, and all these other siblings put the responsibility on her to take care of Mama. The reason why they did that was because they knew that she would be the weakest link. She would be the first one to go and do something while the rest of them sat around hopefully waiting for mom to go to the nursing home so they could sell the house and split the money amongst themselves. But they left her with all the duties under the pretense that you're geographically the closest person to her, so therefore we don't see why it would make any sense for us to break up our families and try to take time off work to come down there to help you with that situation. Now, the irony was when this woman's mother passed away all the siblings were there they wanted to know what was going to go on with the house what was going on with the insurance what was going on with the retirement mom was loaded with money when she died the young lady's dad left her a lot of money and over this time before the mother passed away the husband had divorced and left her so she was there by herself shouldering the burden They took her to court, they lost. And she wound up giving them pennies on the dollar. But mother had left her everything. Told her to enjoy the money because she had earned it. And she despised the rest of the children. She even made a video before she passed away. To that effect. And how much she loved her daughter to the other siblings. So, understand, people who love you can abuse you just as badly as someone you don't know, but in a different way. We will talk more in just a moment, folks. All right, now, there are another set of standards that sometimes um, we have to talk about, and you should talk about it with your partner, and these are bedroom standards. Yes, folks, you have to have standards there too. Let's look at some of them, sexual positions. You guys want to talk about these things, see what's comfortable, see what positions will work for you, what will not work for you as a couple. Now, one thing I would tell you up front, if there's something that you like or something that you don't like, establish it in this conversation in particular, because this is going to be very important. This is going to dictate how that person appreciates you sexually from that point on. The next thing, sexual fetishes. Now, a lot of people don't like to really address this in relationships, but these are very important. What you're doing is going in the recesses of a person's mind, imagination, and proclivities to kind of find out what's there. Now, there are certain people who may have certain things in their head that may be unmentionable, Or they may not want to express this with their partner. Now keep this in mind. It's good that they keep those things hidden away somewhere. However, be very careful and mindful of what they're into in this regard. Make sure it's legal. And make sure that uh, it's within your standard of protocol. Now sexual practices is very important. You have different types. B and D, S and M, Swingers, a lot of other types of lifestyle. So now you guys have got the regional court because even with those there are rules and boundaries that must be established. You have a lot of couples who may start out as a monogamous couple and they wanna delve into something like this and they get in and they're in over their heads and then they realize, oh, we gotta have standards. For something like this, you wanna set standards prior to getting involved. So in that way, you know exactly what you're dealing with. This includes safe words for certain things if you guys are into B and D and S and M. certain things that you guys have worked on or will work on to know what's acceptable and what's not. It's all about you retaining your integrity and your respect and so so will your partner. Another thing, voyeurism. There should be stamps on that too. Now, why do I say this? There are couples and I have read some of the stuff that some of these people have written on some of the blogs, where they've taken the bathroom door completely off the bathroom <clears throat> for the voyeuristic purposes of constantly looking at their partner indisposed or compromised. So, even with voyeurism among yourselves, you may want to establish some rules. Like, maybe if you're in the bathroom and you're grunting to get this turd out that you can't, you might want to have a wall, a door up or something. In other words, your privacy. So you want to make sure that you establish that because some people just don't care. And this may make you feel uncomfortable as well. Media. This is the biggest threat to many couples in the bedroom videotapes recording from your phones taking pictures please be mindful that if these photos get out into the wrong hands it can ruin careers, it can ruin the lives it can ruin some reputations so personally I would even go as far as to say don't participate in these but that's kind of ridiculous right when I worked in technical support at this uh, wireless company, what we used to get around Friday nights and Saturday nights, it never failed after around nine o'clock at night, we'd get these people that want us to go into their phones and they claim, they will come up with a lie that something's wrong with their phone. But in actuality, the only thing that was wrong with their phone was something wrong with their heads. They'd want you to come in. And the first thing they would do is go to their photo gallery to show you their nude photos, the latest crop of them that they have uh, chosen. And, of course, we could drop the call, but they would just call someone else. And sometimes the guys would only call the women. They'd hang up until they got a female representative. Some of the women would only call and hang up until they got a male representative. And you had some trans women who would call in just to find a man to talk about how they've had the surgery as if we cared. Doesn't matter about the gender. But the thing was, we're there to fix phones. We're not there to admire someone's physical appearance. So, be very careful with this. Some of you who are out there and lonely, you have a little alcohol in you sometimes, I'm going to just give you a word of advice. Don't burden a technician With something that's going on in your own head. They have a job to do. Let them do their job without being disturbed like that. Now. Let's go on. Third parties. You want to also have a policy. Or some sort of standard. As far as third party interactions. in your sexual activities. Now, if you guys agree to a threesome or something like that, make sure you establish rules and boundaries about that. Because if you don't, it can be a problem. One word to the wise about all these standards when it comes to the bedroom. Some of you operate on the premise of telling your partner, oh, don't fall in love with this person. How do you measure that? How do you prevent that from happening? You can't. So, understand that that's a risk you run putting a relationship in this kind of jeopardy. But you still should have some sort of standards established for this. Now, that brings me to the last issue. And that is sexual standards so take for instance you guys are in an open relationship and you say okay well we could see other people as long as we don't bring them home as an example so as long as you do your dirt out in the street nobody cares home is the safe place or the sacred place all right well maybe it gets to a point where this person your partner is not coming home every night after their little dates. In other words, they're spending the night and they're spending several nights and now you're getting a little bit jealous. This means that you would have to have rules for this particular part of your relationship. You have an overall arching standard of rules around the relationship, but then within that relationship besides the standards that you have established for each other, you gotta have standards established micro standards basically established for a sexual activity between the two of you and then you got to have standards within that for you guys with a third party you see how confusing this can be and how cumbersome it can be so this is something you really have to think about before you get involved because it could actually take the joy out of the relationship and it does this a lot with people because they're like, you know what? This is a logistical nightmare. I'm dealing with all of this crap. And the only thing I want to do is be with this person. And now we're sleeping with other people. And you're asking yourself, what was the purpose of us being together in the first place? And usually, the reason why people like to have this kind of open relationship, what they want is a quasi-relationship. They want the commitment and the stability of one person, but they want the autonomy and the freedom associated with them being single. So they don't feel as though they're losing their identity by being in a relationship. And so with this, it makes it more palatable for them to look at being monogamous. And it's funny because there was a lady that I met one time that told me she was looking for a monogamous man for a monogamous relationship. And then in the same breath, she came out and said, yeah, well, me and my boyfriend, we were in an open relationship. I said, so you were monogamous in an open relationship? She says, yes. I said, how can you be monogamous in an open relationship? And she says, well, I didn't give any other man my heart. I just gave him part of my body. So as long as I only gave them my body They didn't have my soul, they didn't have my spirit, so therefore, they didn't have me. I said, okay. I said, so if we got into a relationship, and I said, you see that lady over there behind you? If I was to go and have an affair with her, would you be okay with that? Well, yes, I would be okay to a certain point, but I don't know her, so i would be upset with you because you would be involving yourself with a total stranger that I don't know. And then she went on to tell me about how her boyfriend would introduce the women to her before he would go out and do his thing and how she would introduce the men to her. And I told her, I said, that's stupid. I said, that's really stupid if you really think about it. I said, but that's your lifestyle and that's my opinion on it. And she says, oh, so you're calling me stupid. I said, no. I said, it's the behavior you display. And she's like, well, how is that? I said, think about it for a moment. If that person didn't meet your approval, that still does not thwart that individual from trying to go and be with that person or being with that person. And what happens after you've been after he's been with them, then she says, Well, I'll just go and take it out on my time with my other partner meaning that she would punish him by, of course, emotionally exiling him and staying with the other party for a longer period of time. And I just told her, It just seemed to me like this was just a ball of confusion. It's nothing more than an emotional clusterfuck. So for the most part, folks, I would tell you, if you want to get into this kind of standard making at this level, go for it. But I can tell you, it's going to be a logistical nightmare to keep up with this. And you're going to find out that your partner at some point is not going to dot all the I's and cross all the T's usually find younger people doing this. Then after they're over it, they're looking for a little bit more stability, they grow up and grow out of these kind of situations. Now, another thing about these bedroom standards as well. Some people may come in with standards of their own. So these have to be standards that are congruent for the both of you. Because if it's not, then what happens That person may know their limitations with you. Take, for instance, you're the wife and you're not into oral sex. Therefore, he may take it upon himself to say, okay, since she's not there, that means I have to go and have someone to fulfill that need for me. Now, there's a possibility he could tell you this. There's a possibility he may not. There have been women that have, you know, needed things done to them in the relationship the husband couldn't provide and they've gone outside the marriage or the relationship. It's a common thing. Why do you think Ashley Madison has all the memories they have? Because many of those people who are married are unsatisfied with some of the situations that they're dealing with when it comes down to their partner. They're dealing with situations where they've grown bored and tired of the routine they're more or less like roommates in a way and after a while you know they start looking at each other like they're both sex mattresses so they want something that's a little bit more exciting a little bit more engaging, intriguing something that's a little bit more clandestine and some of them get that but just like with anything else what happens, it gets old fast And they're back at the starting point again. More in a moment, folks. All right, let's talk about why people remove or lower standards when it comes down to relationships. Let's take a look at some of these possibilities. One they may want to fit in so their standards may be set higher than the person that they're really interested in so what they'll do they will drop them or modify them in order to comport them to fit that particular individual's preference. Now people do this also when it comes to friends and that kind of thing. I gave you the example of the lady who once had very long hair that I dated and She cut all her hair off and then put on had a sew-in put in so that she could be in some sort of solidarity with her girlfriends who also had sew-ins. But what it came down to, those women had an inferiority complex based on things that had happened to them in their past that the girl I was dating did not. And so in order to kind of let them know that they were in it together, she did that. what happened they expected that to be the norm but what they were actually doing was transferring their insecurities onto her in that way so these are things you have to watch that's the reason why you want to keep your standards as rigid as possible now you might have some flexibility but not too much or else what would be the purpose of having standards right all right let's go on peer pressure of course is another one where what the guy may do, for instance, ladies, uh, take for instance he wants you to change up the way you're dressing. And the way you're dressing is rather conservative or not necessarily where you're like uh, someone that looks like they're running for public office, but it's conservative compared to what they want you to wear, the miniskirt, the G-string underneath, the high heels with no pantyhose or no uh, stockings. And you may not feel comfortable doing that. So you might do it for him maybe one or two times just for sake, but he may tell the rest of his family, girlfriends, and everyone else in order to put that pressure on you. Now here's the thing though, this is a double-edged sword. Now if you are shy and not too confident, you may decide to go and change that standard in order to make yourself feel better. There's nothing wrong with that as long as you're protecting your own best interests. So if it's going to make you feel better to modify that standard, maybe be a little bit more flexible to change it because you realize that, hey, I never wore a cocktail dress with high heels and no uh, pantyhose or no stockings and I look good in it. Whereas opposed to you've been telling yourself all the time that it would never work. You know, you never experienced, never tried that. So that's okay. Don't limit yourself in that regard. However, however, The peer pressure that I'm talking about is when they put it on you in order for you to conform so that you'll be on par with them. In other words, where it's not serving your best interest, but serving the interests of them more so than you. That's what you have to watch there. Now, this also may mean as far as lending money, that kind of thing. Be very careful. Now, another thing is they will try to avoid arguments by lowering standards. So, partner's complaining, oh, you know, I, I understand that you don't drink, but, you know, there's nothing wrong with having a drink. Come on, honey. No, I don't want to have a drink. Honey, come on, have this drink. All right, I'll just have this one drink. And then what happens, she does this in order to accommodate him, even though it's something she can't stand to do. Now, the way he looks at it, okay, She tolerated one drink. Maybe I can get her to accept drinking. This is what you have to concern yourselves with. So you can reassert yourself. Some people will say, okay, this one time I'll drink this one drink just for your sake, but don't ask me to drink again. That kind of thing. So you have to watch yourself on that. Now, again, some people don't respect these boundaries. They don't want to hear it. They'll just go and override it. And if you allow this to happen, then what has happened at that point is you said it was okay. The next thing to keep in mind, low self-esteem. Yes, sir. This will cause you to lower your standards. You're afraid you're going to lose him. You had your standards up. And by God, as you've gone through that relationship, you start to lower them and lower them and lower them. And then you're looking at yourself and you say, damn. I can't believe I've gone from up there to down here. And so in order to make yourself feel better, you'll say something like, well, it could be worse. Once you make that comparison, it could be worse and go to an extreme case, you're justifying the reason why you lowered your standards. And when you start doing that, you start becoming more comfortable with those lower standards until you get out of the relationship. And then you look back, you want to kick yourself about lowering those standards in the first place. Okay, next one that we have is appeasement. Now, appeasement is used primarily to shut somebody up. So, person says something about, hey, you know what, I only want to do this, this, and this with my girlfriend. Well, one of those things may be something that she doesn't want to do. We'll say, oh, I want my girlfriend on the back of my motorcycle. You can't stand motorcycles. You have an aversion to them. You don't like them. But for the sake of argument, for the sake of trying to be a a buzzkill, you just get on the back of the motorcycle, close your eyes, and just cling on to them and just go for it. But one thing you got to understand, no matter what, he didn't respect your standards. What he did was made you compromise for those standards. Now, Here's the thing with this compromising and your standards. As long as it's within reason, and as long as you don't feel as though you have lost your own identity. Because see, you're supposed to compromise, but you're supposed to also keep your dignity, integrity with it. See, so when you get to 50% of compromising where you've given 50% of yourself, that's when you guys need to get into counseling. Because at that point, you're at the tipping point Of losing it in your relationship and once you've gone past that and you don't know what you're doing and you're different and you're going and you're justifying those standards that you've lowered by saying well you know this happens to anybody Uh, well at least I have standards it could be worse when you're at that point you've gone well beyond where you needed to go you've overstepped your own boundaries So, therefore, at that point with those standards, you don't respect them, nor does your partner, nor does your friends, or anyone else. And you don't want to get to that level. Now, intimidation is the last one. Now, people will alter their standards based on intimidation. What does this mean primarily? You're performing under duress in some way, form, or fashion. You're not being yourself. You don't have the autonomy to say no, at least as you perceive it, and you got yourself backed into a corner. Now, this could uh, manifest itself in many ways. You could be a person that's not into having sex in a car or out in public. And you know, in a certain way that if this person doesn't get their way, they're going to end the relationship, as, as an example. They're going to emotionally abandon you. And you don't want that. And so you go on and you capitulate and have sex with them that way. And then it becomes the norm. Because it was accepted by you one time and he's going to try it again. Your standards have to endure. Now, in many of these cases, they go for some sort of emotional appeal in order for you to lower those standards. It's up to you to maintain your own standards, folks. They're not going to help you with it. People who benefit from the standards, the way you lower them and the way you have them that they can work around, they're going to get pissed off if you change them or raise them. They're going to get pissed off if you modify them in a way where you exclude them, because they can no longer exploit the very thing that they enjoy. Just because you happen to be a breathing human body, if they see a way they can exploit you, they will do it. And that includes friends, families, boyfriends, girlfriends, co workers, doesn't matter. When those standards are lowered, they're going to take advantage of it. I remember going to lunch one time and a co-worker that was in the backseat of the car called me the N-word when we were out on lunch. Now, angry? Yes, I was. I wasn't angry because he used the word. It's because I didn't feel as though he was qualified enough to call me that. I've been called worse things by better people I was insulted more by him trying to think that he was really that valuable where he could actually say something like that and I told him about it and he said oh you know I was just kidding I said well you crossed a boundary with me I said you better watch yourself because you are not that kind of close to me you're not that kind of friend of mine of mine. There are animals that I would allow them to call me that before you. But he thought it would be a joke. And he already, you know, swore it off as if if it was a joke. It was no joke to me. Now, You have to watch what you say and watch what you do but the main thing is do not let anyone abuse you based on boundaries I'm telling you have control of your boundaries reinforce them establish them let people know where they are and what they're about no matter what they are folks it's been a wonderful pleasure dealing with you on this particular subject And as you can tell, the dogs are barking in the background. My security team letting me know that my Costco delivery is coming, so I'm really happy about that. And I will tell you one thing, too, before departing here. I want to thank all of my listeners, no matter where you are in the world. I want you to know that your support, your listenership is very important to me and to Gina and to Natalie. We appreciate you. I thank you guys a lot. And hopefully we're going to have a better 2022 this year. And things will hopefully turn out where we can once again try to normalize our lives. Where we can enjoy the benefits of some of the things I've shared with you. Where you can actually utilize these in flourishing and productive relationships. For those of you who don't know I finally found a girlfriend things are working out pretty well between us and it's kind of interesting our birthdays are on the same day it's kind of odd but it seems that we're in sync kind of funny but then again life is a funny set of circumstances that we have yet to understand. So in any case, folks, I want you to take care. Love you all. And thank you once again.
0: Romantic Truth would like to take this opportunity and applaud our listeners and over 40 countries for their support. If you need someone to talk to in regards to help, you may contact the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 800-273-8255, available 24 hours. All correspondences read on the show have been pre-screened and pre-approved by the submitter to be aired on the show. The views and opinions of this podcast does not reflect those of Romantic Truth, Anchor, Spotify, or any of its affiliates. The opinions expressed are solely those of the host and guests, and should not be deemed as professional guidance, advice, or a professional practice. In the event you may need professional assistance, contact your local federal, state, or county agencies for specific assistance in social services, family counseling, or mental health services. For all medical, legal, and financial services please contact the appropriate licensed and certified professionals within your region. The music that is provided on this podcast that is not provided by Anchor is used under waiver by Jaws and One Music for Fair Use.